Broncos get Sean Payton to be their next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, very, very big trade, big news today. Jordan, some huge news. I don't even, I don't even know where to start. What a day. The Broncos get their franchise head coach. We've been telling you guys for weeks it's going to be Sean Payne. Here we are. How, how are you feeling, man? Man, I mean, other than it's cold outside right now, man, today was a great day. Uh, it was just – it was a crazy day, man. I was just um, – I, I had um, got through eating, came back before I had to go into work, and I'm just chilling. I was on the phone with my cousin. And like I just one of the group chats we're in, you know, just starts going off. And I'm like, man, what I'm like, man, what the hell is going on? I go to Twitter and it just went crazy. Like I called my brother, Bronco fan. Like I called my 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 uh, best friend, he's a Panther fan. It was just it was a crazy day. Then I called you and then texted you. I mean, it was just it was crazy, man. I couldn't believe we got him. And I mean, turns out the, the trade was crazy. I have never seen a trade like that for a head coach, but man, we got Sean Payton, bro. That, that's that's all I can say. Dude, so, so excited. What a relief after all of the, you know, stressful episodes last week and covering all of this. Let's go in, like you talked about, let's go ahead and talk about this compensation. The Denver Broncos go ahead and trade a 2023 first, just like we told you guys. But they're also going to trade a 2024 second, and they're getting back the 2024 third from the Saints and legendary head coach Sean Peyton the Broncos essentially think about it like this if everybody's like oh no we traded a first round pick and all these draft picks Bradley we Chubb. traded Bradley Chubb for <laughs> Sean Payton and then swapped their second and third round picks next year what a steal George Payton masterclass come on man what what a what a day by Greg Penner George Payton Condoleezza Rice to get this deal done we finally have a franchise head coach. I, I, I can't even believe it, man. The, my initial reaction to it, holy cow, just jumping up and down, going crazy. Like, we literally have Sean Payton as our head coach. Like, it, it's, cra it's crazy to say that. One of the best offensive minds, and not only in recent history, but of all time. That, it, that It's insane, man. It, it's insane. And we just as, the fact that we only traded our, you know, edge rusher, essentially in a, in a sense for a legendary head coach like that and swapping early round picks for next year. And I, I don't even, I don't even know what to, to say that it's insane that we pulled it yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like it was a point there. I don't know what we were doing. I'm like, man, come on. Like we just need a head coach. Let's not be dumb and not get Sean Payton, man. And we did it. I mean, I don't even care about the draft. I, I don't care what we traded. If we just got him. I mean, yeah, people going to talk about the first and the second, uh, but we're still going to have a first next year, so it's not that bad. Um, and then we got a third in return. So, I mean, the first the first round pick we had this year was going to be like the 29th overall pick. It's not like we gave yep. him a mid-first round, high first round pick. I mean, essentially, the trade was really Bradley Chubb and um, uh, Bradley Chubb in a second for Sean Payton in a third. I think that if, even, even, even if we did that just like as a regular trade, I would love it. I mean, wow, it, it's crazy. I mean. I'm what just so move. glad George, George Payton, man. He's always getting it done. He's always getting these big trades done. And um, they reported earlier today that he wasn't at the um, – the what was the event today? For the college? Senior Bowl. Yeah, senior yeah, Bowl, senior uh, bowl practice. That he wasn't there, and everybody was like, well, you know, maybe he's staying – maybe Greg Printer kept in there because they're trying to work out a trade. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I just – I don't know. And the next thing you know, boom, we got him. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Obviously – is that 29th overall pick? I mean, that's like kind of like a the Broncos' biggest needs are wide receiver, offensive tackle, and probably going to be left guard. 
So when you think about it, and center as well, when you think about it, those positions are nearly like a graveyard at the end of the first round, almost always. I mean, you could, you if you really have a good draft, you know, gra- drafting uh, team, um, you know, really good scouting department, you could hit on picks in that later on. But historically, and you know, I remember Zach Seegers talking about this on the pod when he hopped on. That's essentially a graveyard in that twenty-five to thirty-two range for offensive tackles and wide receivers. I mean, I'm 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 honestly not mad at all by the trade at all today. Honestly, I feel really good about it. Um, we we're talking about how they may have to trade a first and a third straight up for Sean Payton, but we actually actually it, it basically turned out to be the same thing because we got a, the draft pick back. So we literally, like I said, we just swapped second and third round picks next year, and we gave them. Essentially, we just gave up Bradley Chubb, a guy that we weren't even going to pay in the first place. So, which, by the way, he's in the Pro Bowl now. You know, uh, that's cool on his part. Um, But yeah, just insane, insane trade in the span of just less than a year. George Payton has pulled off one of the biggest trades in NFL history for a quarterback, also for a head coach as well. He is talk about being aggressive. Yeah, I mean, and I was just going to get on that. Like, like I want to give George Payton just a round of applause. I mean, think about what he's done. He's turned Vaughn Miller, who was on an expiring contract, sent him somewhere and got a second and a third. That trade ended up being huge because we ended up getting Russell yeah. Wilson. He The next year, trades Bradley Chubb, a guy who's going to get paid big, who obviously probably wasn't, wasn't going to be worth the money that he wants long-term for Denver. He's on an expiring deal, and he trades him. Um, gets a first round pick and it ends up getting Sean Payton. Like, just George Payton turns almost just something that was just looking bad and going to be confusing come off season time to just a future. And that's all you can hope for. George Payton just insane. Yeah, I always tell people literally that one of the best players in our franchise's history in Von Miller, if we never would have traded him, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are Broncos today. So it, it's kind of it's kind of kind of crazy to say that. And it kind of hurts because obviously that's that that's my favorite pl- uh, player in NFL history. So um, but we have a really, really um, you know, promising duo in Sean Payne and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson kept we kept seeing the reports. That's one thing that was always, you know, um parallel to each other throughout this uh head coach process is we kept seeing that Russell Wilson wanted Sean Payton and it was true. It was true. There's so many different leaks that we had to sort through the, during this process. Just a grueling process, um, like Jordan Lopez was saying in our last episode. And it, it finally comes. All the stress finally comes to a, a high reward for Broncos country. They finally get the franchise head coach that we've been looking for ever since Gary Kubiak, uh, you know, went into retirement. Eventually, went to Minnesota. But yeah, it's just it's so so relieving. That's the biggest word I could use to describe this. Uh, you know, this uh, um, Tuesday evening um i remember just uh, i was just like working on something and all next thing i know i'm looking at my phone i see like a million notifications i'm like what the hell is going on bro i see adam Schefter's notification i'm like oh my god we got stomp i mean literally me and you even i feel like we're one of the only podcasters in broncos country over the last few weeks has been pounding the table for sean payton over jim harbaugh and we've been one of the only podcasting groups that have been saying sean payton's coming to denver and here, here we are Man, I mean, this one, I mean, like getting Sean Payton, like it felt like when like we got Russ. I mean, obviously the expectation, you know, didn't come out. But I feel like this time around, you're getting a guy like I watched everybody talk about it um, on on my break. You know, just like everybody is like you're getting a guy who's experienced. He's going to come in. He's going to change the culture. And, then you know, Sean Payton's a little bit of a prick. So I'm pretty sure, you know, they said he's going to probably come in there and be like, oh, that's what that guy was doing? Hell no. 
we're we're fixing that right now. I mean, he's gonna come in there and all of that, you know, Russell Wilson's gonna, you know, just isolate himself. That's not gonna happen with Sean Payton. Everything's gonna be team based. Man, I'm just excited. It's gonna be crazy. And then you got the whole offseason to go. It's just you got your head coach and it's Sean Payton. We wanna uh coaching sweepstakes. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm I'm really really excited, and the next really exciting thing that we have looked uh, to look forward to is hit the staff that he's going to potentially build here in Denver, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's been a while since uh, Sean Payne has really had to like reset on a staff, so yeah. it's gonna be really cool to see how his uh, past connections in New Orleans can kind of potentially build a staff. We know uh, we've heard a little bit of uh, Dan Rouchard potentially becoming the OC here. Um, we know we're we there's like a 99% chance that Sean Payne will be calling plays this year. Um, I see that a lot of um veteran head coaches are kind of you know trying to trend away from that i know frank reich is thinking about uh letting his next oc call plays for him but um sean payton calling plays here in denver year one i'm so here for it i'm a big advocate for you know head coaches not being you know play callers but when you're a sean payton andy reed bill belichick you you gotta you gotta be um well obviously bill belichick not really calling plays but you know you get what i mean like yeah, these veteran yeah, guys, i get you mean yeah, yeah, these veteran guys, they have so much on so much experience that they can take all the pressure on their shoulders. Like they can literally fire OC mid midway through the week and still be able to go whole game calling plays and you know managing throughout the you know all four quarters till the end. So uh we got a guy that we know is absolutely proven. If any of these candidates were the absolute best for for Russell Wilson, we've been saying it. It was Sean Payton. He's going to be the guy to, um, quote, resurrect Russell Wilson's career. Um, I'm here for it. Broncos country is here for it. Um, we're so we're so stoked. But like I was talking about, uh, we're really excited to see what the staff is going to potentially look like here. Um, so we're hearing some buzz from Dave Logan, Benjamin Albright, that Vic Fangio might be coming back to Denver. What is your opinion on this? I still am standing firm on what I said about a week or so ago. I don't think he's coming back. It just feels like a really awkward situation where he really, I mean, you got Sua Cravens on Twitter right now saying that this is a terrible idea. And if Vic Fangio comes back, he said he knows there's going to be a certain player on the defense that demands a trade immediately. I immediately thought of Justin Simmons. I don't think that would happen, but uh, we all know of the history and the stories that we heard about, you know, him being kind of like a quote jerk in practice. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of rumors and stuff about it right now. Do you think he would come back? And um, if he is, how, how are you going to feel about it? Well, we said this kind of when uh, the Sean Payton news first started circling around that um, that if Sean Payton were to come to Denver, that me and you thought there'd be no chance about Vic Vangio. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that the Broncos are even considering this. Um, I'm not saying Vic Vangio is a bad DC by any means. He's now, a great um, DC. Yeah, he's a, he's a great DC. But just me personally, I like Evero better, and I think a lot of people would agree on that. Um, but just Denver, I, I don't see him coming back. I, I just don't see how that works. He was just fired, like – like before the start of this season, offseason, he was let go of the Denver Broncos. We're still paying him to be the head coach. So it doesn't really make sense to kind of say, okay, well, we're going to pay you to be the DC too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just think about the business side of it. He's going to be getting two checks from the Broncos as the DC well, it, as a head coach. His uh, contract expired. He got hired 2018 okay. four-year contract. So it'll expire this year and he'll get a DC contract if that's what it comes to. But um, yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't think we've ever seen a situation where a head coach is fired and in when less than a year they come back as the DC right again. Yeah. So that, that's crazy to me. I don't and, see it happening at and all. And I will say, I will say for, for anybody like kind of you know just pushing the big van jail, like let's slow down. Um, 
they they did you know he did turn down Miami, but Josina Anderson said that um I think he's eyeing Atlanta, Carolina, and Miami. He's been talking to them, and they said mm-hmm. he's also going to talk with the 49ers because the 49ers are going to be interviewing him and Steve Wilkes because D'Amico Ryan's went to the Texans. I don't know who's the DC going to be. I'm hoping. I'm just hoping the Colts find a way just to say, now nah, we're not going to take Evero and the Cardinals go in a different direction, and we can just get him back here in Denver. But if that's not the case, I'm kind of pushing. Me, me personally, I would rather, like, realistically, I probably would go with Steve Wilkes, be expecting Denver to probably talk to him. I just don't see any scenario where the Broncos actually sit there and say, you know what, let's bring in Vic Dangio. And with Sue Craven said, you know, about a player getting requested a trade, I mean – who else would it be? It would probably most his has to be Justin Simmons. He's like one of the only guys kind of left that's like a big name. You know what I'm saying? That would request a trade out of Denver. But I don't see any scenario where Denver is okay with letting Big Vangio come back. I, like I said, I'll be shocked if Big Vangio's hired back at the DC. Yeah, I mean, if they have any sense, the ownership and George Payton knows that a lot of these, you know, defensive guys kind of had to, quote, put up with uh, Vic, what Vic Fangio was kind of putting them under during his last few years here. Um, they would not bring him back. But, I mean, it's still a rumor out there. It's in the rumor uh, mill. So um, we're just kind of, you know, letting you guys know about that. I don't think it's going to happen still. Um what What is really interesting with Evero, though, and a lot of people don't seem to know this, he – I'm what I'm hearing, he – He's kind of leaning towards leaving, which is that which is kind of crazy. He's leaning towards leaning, uh, leaving not to be a head coach, but to even be a DC somewhere else. It's him Hackett being that good of a friend to him, uh, and I understand. I hundred percent think you. Should, I think it's a great thing that he was friends with him, and he he turned down the interim head coach job out of respect for him. But at some point, you have to value you you know your family and the money that you're making for your family's future, and you know the business side as well. Um, but what I'm hearing from a lot of people, I don't see anybody saying that Ever uh, is really leaning towards staying. Maybe Sean Payton changes his mind, but it's not looking too good for all the Evero enthusiasts. I think um, a lot of that has to do – I think Evero's going to get a job. And I, I thought early oh, on definitely. that in the season that I thought he wasn't going to get a job. No, I thought he was going to get a job. Then kind of towards the end of the season, I'm like, I don't think nobody's going to really hire him. But it's looking like that's the wave. It's looking like the Colts might actually hire him. But I will say this. I think nobody really knows. I think that's why nobody's leaning on Everett stand. But I, I will say this. Everett loves the defense. He loves the players. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't get a head coaching job and the Broncos just let him leave and he just decides to leave. I don't really think that'll happen. I, I'll be shocked if Everett just like, yeah, I'm not going to come back. Like that's kind of – that's kind of messed up. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's kind of messed up. You just decide to leave and everything like that and then go somewhere else be the D.C. But, I mean, it's still a lot of good D.C. candidates out there, too. But none of them are going to be good as Evero, though. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be up to uh, not only Evero himself, but Sean Payton. I mean, Sean Payton's going to be the guy that is making a lot of decisions. And everybody's talking about George Payton needs to um, impress Sean Payton in the draft. Well, Sean Payton's going to have a huge say in that as well. It's going to be a, a joint decision along with Greg Pender and company in the Broncos brass and scouting department. So it's going to be a whole you know joint decision on the draft. And also, uh, but at the, at the end of the day, it's going to be Sean Payton's coaching staff. So so um, if Everett wants to come back, but Sean Payton says, you know, maybe there's a past connection that I would prefer at DC, um, then that's just that's going to be up to him. And, you know, I trust Sean Payton on this, but 
I think if he's smart, he's going to want to have continuity for this defense and the relationship. Everybody's talking about, yeah, the dark side between um, Marcus Dixon and uh, Azero Evero was a huge thing. We, we heard Deshaun Williams literally last week talking about how important he meant to this uh, this locker room. I think if you want to get continuity, you know, there and bring in a guy, um, or you know, keep that three-four, uh, you know, base scheme for your defense. Evero was one of the best geniuses in the league. Um, if anything, you want to make Evero stay, just give him a pay raise. It's that's always on the table. It's a it's a possibility. Give the dude a pay raise. He's a top three DC, arguably the best DC in football. So, I mean, he's getting he literally got interviewed for nearly every head coaching position. So, um, he. Un- undoubtedly deserves a pay raise. That's number one. Two, I really think Champagne should really get. I, you know, I'm not doubting Champagne in any way here, but I really do think he definitely should have Avero at the top of his list. Um, and three, we need to we need to consider at the same time though. You know, maybe um, Avero feels like there's a better chance out there to become you know a head coach this ne- next cycle. But I don't I don't know. I I don't see him becoming a head coach, but we are hearing a little bit of buzz that he might end up going to be a DC uh, somewhere else. Um, I know Dolphins uh, have a um, you know vacant DC spot right now, which would be uh, interesting, but um, not too sure with what defense to run over there. But I mean, I'm you know obviously we've been raving about Avero all here on this podcast. He is one of the best coordinators in the league, and to lose him um, and get Vic Fangio was essentially a downgrade, which is kind of sort of crazy to say. It, it, it's it, it's a downgrade more than people think. I mean, it just and it's mainly because of the type of defense Denver is. I think Evero brought out the specialty in our defense, which is definitely having more DBs on the field than linebackers because you need to be able to cover more, especially in the uh, AFC West and just the AFC in general. You need to have more DBs out there covering the tight ends and the running backs coming out the backfield. And we were really good at that. We were really good pass defense. So. I don't know. I think any guy's going to come in there, they're going to go back to the linebacker route, which Denver isn't. Denver doesn't really have any. We have a maybe I'll say like two good cover linebackers, but in the AFC, you need two really great cover linebackers if you want to go anywhere. So I don't know. We'll see. I just, yes. I just really don't want everyone to leave, man. But it's, it's trending towards that way. Yeah, it, it really sucks. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they can figure this thing out, but. Um... Definitely hearing a little bit of him potentially leaving. Um, so speaking of the staff that Champagne may potentially build here in Denver, uh, we did hear from the, uh, Colin Cowherd on his uh, on his initial reaction on uh, the volume today that he obviously we know that he's been in contact with Champagne a lot these last few weeks. Um, he when he was talking to Champagne a few days ago before he took this Broncos job today, um, he said that. Um, that the, he he should he knows like a handful of candidates that currently are tied to jobs but have not agreed to them yet. That screams Vic Fangio. I mean, he's literally he's connected to multiple jobs right now, but has not agreed to them. Um, and he's talking about the OC and DC's uh, potential candidates for the Broncos. And he also mentions on his uh, on his podcast that. Uh, we should know within the next 72 hours um, who the Broncos um, should be able uh, should be getting at their as their next OC and DC. Um, so <laughs> Champagne's wasting no time. He wants to get the staff ready. I mean, this head coach search already took a, like it already took a, about a, a week longer than we expected it to. So, um, which means you know every day in the NFL offseason matters, and we're we're a week behind. So I'm sure Sean Champagne's gonna um, not necessarily rush to get this uh, assignment done, but he's he's gonna make the proper decision in a short period of time. Yeah, and I mean, it, you're going to see a lot of more experienced coaches too, not a lot of, you know, guys just getting promotions and everything like that coming over there. There's going to be a lot of more experienced coaches, a lot of just 
Probably a lot. There's going to be a lot of New Orleans guys, I'm pretty sure, that's going to be coming over. So, I mean, yeah, Sean Payton's going to assemble a great staff. I mean, even if Everell does leave, I still think the staff is going to be great. Um, I think whoever he's going to bring in as the OC is going to have experience with them. And, you know, but Sean Payton's still going to be calling the plays. So, I'm just – that's the the main thing. I'm just comfortable with it now. You know, who's going to be calling the offensive plays is going to be Sean Payton. Um, I'm hearing that, you know, it might be Joe Lombardi. I've heard some David Shaw. That's that's who I want is the OC alongside him. I, I would prefer David Shaw, but you never know. They're probably going to end up going with Joe Lombardi. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Kellen Moore, obviously, he uh, was let go by the Cowboys. He ends up going to be the um, the Chargers uh, OC within like less than 12 hours, which is oh, insane. Um, so, they they picked them up so fast. They, they uh, I heard a I think it was Ian Rapport, Adam Schefter. They said that um, the Chargers already knew before it was happening. That's how they got kind of the um the you know, green light. Some, something man, it ain't no way. He because that day tampering. like like before I went to sleep, I saw he got let go. It was mutually parted ways. I wake up in the morning, he's with the Chargers. I'm like, what? How did he get hired so quick? He got hired like insanely quick. So, and I hate to say it, but that's a that's a damn good fit. That's a damn good fit with him yeah. and Justin Herbert, dude. Like he, him and Dak, I, I under, they had some good, they had some good season. They're up there and you know offenses, but him and him and Justin Herbert, man, that's gonna really gonna need Everhill back for that one because uh, that's gonna, I, I expect that to be a really good fit. I mean, Kellen Moore was literally getting head coaching interviews with the Panthers and other teams, so yeah, um, I mean, mean, obviously he got interviewed with the Broncos last offseason. Yeah, I mean he he's a quarterbacks coach, and you know, yeah, we're gonna need a good DC that can continue to. You know, shut down them Chargers. You know, or do do a better job. You know, continue to be consistent with it. But yeah, he's gonna take a he's gonna take a jump for sure. He's gonna take a jump. They're probably gonna go out and get another receiver. Uh, probably gonna get a better tight end. Try to upgrade the offensive line a little bit. Um, yeah, and expect them to actually run the ball this time. So Kellen Moore, we'll see how it goes. I don't. It's it's almost too much of a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of too good. So we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of good fits, uh, man, I'm really excited to jump into these uh, free agents soon. Get look, get a look at all the Saints guys. Be really interesting. Maybe the Broncos potentially bringing in Michael Thomas. You never know. Uh, we all know that was Sean Payton's guy. Um, I, I was today. I don't know why. I just kept thinking about Taysom Hill, Taysom, Taysom Hill's role in that New Orleans He's offense. And what? Yeah. Hey, you never know. <laughs> We know Sean Payne. Sean Payne loves those gadget players. He he does. And I was thinking about Javante too. Like, dude, what he did with uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in his time there, and the the running back duo that they had. Man, the life was so much easier on Drew Brees. I mean, I am so excited. And I saw um we saw in a Jeff uh, Duncan article today. Um, Jeff Duncan obviously was on the phone with Sean Payne after he uh he got hired um as the Broncos coach and was traded. Um. You know, Sean Payne was talking about how great this uh, Denver city is for football. You know how how important it is to carry on the winning tradition. Um, how important this, you know, how great this fan base is it was really cool to see. Um, you know, and then he was also he was also talking about just how um, how he needs to take kind of the pressure off of Russell Wilson a little bit. He, he I love that he was talking about how he wants to build a great running game here in Denver and kind of, because he, he kind of uh, identified the fact that Broncos didn't really have a, an existent, you know, running game this year with much of an identity. Latavius Murray kind of carried, carried it a little bit towards the end of the season. Um, Russell Wilson picked up a little bit, but you know, because of that, you know, the running game improving. So if we can maintain a really good running game this year and I expect, 
expect Javante to um, eventually come back to full uh, full power by around like week five ish, um, or you know week week four, week five ish. I man, I am excited to see what Russell Wilson can do in this offense with with an actual running game because I really I really thought that was cool. Uh, Sean Payne immediately was you know in that phone call with Jeff Duncan and identified how this running game needs to be the first thing that's fixed along with the offensive line for Russell Wilson to um, find that success that was, that was expected out of him in the first place here in Denver. Yeah. And I got to say, you know, we already got uh, one of the first tips out the way Melvin Gordon is on the team. So you're obviously going to see an, um, you know, just improvement going into uh, last year and into this year, but I'm pretty sure they're going to go after a running back in the draft. I mean, I would love to see Latavius Murray back, but I wouldn't be surprised if we end up going the draft route somewhere Somewhere along maybe the fifth round, I could see us taking a running back. But honestly, I'm the draft, I feel like this year is going to be strictly free agency. Don't be surprised if a lot of guys end up getting cut with contract restructures because I'm pretty sure Sean Payton's going to want to build this team through free agency. A lot of veteran guys that's going to probably want to come to Denver. Now, it's going to be – it's not going to really be the draft route. It's going to be mostly like free agents. Yeah, it's really interesting the guys that we potentially see leave because um, we we heard about you know potentially franchise tagging Draymond Jones, but it also came out yesterday from Tom Pelissero that uh, the new uh, numbers have been updated for the uh, franchise uh, tag numbers. Yeah, around nineteen million for left ends, um, and that you know that's Draymond Jones' position. That's a lot of money, man. It's a lot yeah. of money, so they're gonna have to give him a contract, you know, an actual contract extension because 19 million this in 2023 yeah. is gonna be a little rough. Yeah, and I'll be honest for Draymond Jones, you know, hiring Sean Payton, I think it may kind of lower the percentage he may come back because Marcus Davenport is a free agent, and that's something that's a guy I've been keeping an eye on. Don't be surprised if you see Denver go after somebody like him and just kind of let Draymond Jones walk or make him like option two you know, somewhere in the offseason. But I don't know, man. I don't see them franchise tagging Draymond. 19, like you said, 19 million is a lot. And I feel like the NFL kind of upped it to kind of, you know, try to get – try to stop teams from franchise tagging all these players. And you're, you're going to oh, kind of – sure. Yeah, you're going to – 19 million for Draymond. Look, man, I, I love him, but 19 million is a lot. That's a lot for one season, you know what I'm saying, for him, so – yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see what he does with that receiver room as well. We have uh obviously Tim Patrick's coming back. We saw his uh, tweet today. Uh, he t- tweets out of the picture of George Payton that says "fuck them picks." I, I love Tim Patrick, man. He's a, yeah, he's a dog. Man, I, I he, he's undrafted, him, so he he's undrafted, so he he don't give a damn about the picks. But yeah, just uh, Tim Patrick, man. Javante Williams can't wait for them to come back off their injuries in this offense because the league. You're gonna you're gonna feel this, man. You're you're gonna feel how damn good this offense is gonna be. I'm I'm just so excited, and I I don't I've never been so excited for a head coach, uh, quarterback duo, and offense in, in Broncos country since Peyton Manning. So uh, I'm just super stoked about it. It's it's just funny because we really went from Big Bangio and Drew Locke to Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. It's just it's insane. It's just crazy how quick things can turn around. It's it's crazy. It, just a few years ago, we're watching Sean Payne, Coach Russell Wilson, Drew Brees in the Pro Bowl, and he, yeah. here we are. Here we are. It's insane. We literally we got Pro Bowl talents at the most important positions on a uh, team. So really, really cool to watch. Um, speaking of Pro Bowl, it's insane that Tyler Huntley's in the Pro Bowl. Um, we I've, I so badly want to – man, I hope – Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, or like we just said, right back in the Pro Bowl next year. Because, man, that's insane. Man, I'm not gonna lie. That was that was unacceptable. That was unacceptable. You at that point don't. I'm not even trying to disrespect Tyler Huntley, but at that point, just don't even put another quarterback in. You had it. 
Tyler Huntley, he he's like, come on, <laughs> like the Pro Bowl to me isn't even that good, but like now it's just it's like a, it's a joke. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> he threw two touchdowns in the regular season. Like, really? I I I really feel like a lot of that reason is from the fan voting, and I don't know why that's even a thing. If it if fan voting is a thing, they just need to not count it towards the vote at all. But Tyler Huntley, like like yeah, like like, true. why would you allow that? Like that doesn't make any, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't like you could have went with Mac Jones, somebody. I don't even know how that process and went through, but that is the, one of the biggest jokes we've ever seen um, yeah, I, NFL history. Yeah, I was saying Tua, but I look Tua still in concussion protocol. Oh, yeah. Tua, he might need to retire. I'm not even gonna lie to you. He might need to retire. He still he suffered that concussion almost two months ago, and he's still That's in concussion protocol. Yeah, I think it's more of a precautionary thing at this point because, like, why would he go play at the Pro Bowl games? And you know, I understand that he's not gonna really aggravate something in a flag football game, but it's like he. <laughs> I, I don't know if it is that serious though. Then yeah, that that's pretty damn bad. But at this point, he he does need to just focus on the twenty twenty three off season, because um, it's definitely been a, a year for him. Man, but three concussions is, is unheard of. <laughs> three concussions that quick is it's unheard of. Like I feel bad for him, man. If I'm the Dolphins, you got to fix your offense a lot something because he shouldn't be getting. I mean, one of them was Matt Milano, just unnecessary. You know, uh, I think there's no rough in the passer it was, but. I mean, come on, man. The three concussions is crazy. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just like crazy. But when you watch these replays, it's like I feel like he doesn't really take these hits like many other quarterbacks do. Like you see his head get the one his first concussion though was pretty damn crazy. Like he his head got completely ricocheted <laughs> and turned and flew back up. And but the, these other hits, he's like he he'll, he'll, his back hits the ground first, and then his head like taps the ground. And next thing you know, two was in concussion protocol, and he's getting rushed out by the Dolphins medical staff. Like. Oh my goodness! The Dolphins failed that man. Bad, <laughs> Dolphins failed him. They, they told him it was a back injury when you could clearly see his head at did like this on the turf, and he went out there got another. I feel bad for Tua, man. I mean, he if I was him, I would I, I would I would consider retire something. Consider retiring, man, because he, he, if he get like two more of those, he's cooked. I'm not gonna. He gets like two more concussions, like like even like next year, he's cooked. Five concussions in a year. <laughs> like think about that like, that's crazy yeah but yeah um sean payton denver bronco super uh ecstatic you know obviously lots of um you know potential uh staff members to come soon um and then we got the free agency uh right around the corner um Obviously, we got to get through the Pro Bowl, Super Bowl before it's officially, you know, the entire NFL offseason. We know, you know, which free agent from each team is kind of um, set on testing the, the market and whatnot. But uh, we have a pretty good idea so far. So I um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Sean Payton is officially a Denver Bronco. Um, you know, we finally have our franchise head coach. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you enjoyed today's episode, previous episodes, and want to hear more episodes with our Broncos players and uh, insiders and writers, uh, plenty to come, you know, pretty soon. I'm really excited about those. Um, you know, make sure you stay tuned with our notifications on so you don't miss those episodes, those exclusive exclusive episodes. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify podcast, make sure to follow, leave a rating, five star rating. Uh, have notifications on as as well over there so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's your host Amir with my co-host Jordan. Until the next one, peace. Peace.